When did you put that whole like rack of CDs down dungeon? It's been over here in this corner, but now nobody that I'm put, nobody puts rack of CDs in the corner. <laughs> Everything that has any meanings down here with me. <laughs> That's where we are always we're headed. <laughs> I'm slowly moving all kinds of weird shit down here. It's just like a stack of like Super Mario Brothers movie DVDs yeah. and like No, I was just looking up like lots of uh Sega games. I've realized like mm. if you if you add like a oh lot to it, then it's like six or seven games on like a big chunk. It's like a <laughs> random assortment of shit. That's what you need, yeah. yeah. Um but when you think about the dungeon as like a metaphorical concept and you start talking about how you're like bringing all these things that matter to you down Into, there, it's, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's pretty <laughs> actually great. filling the thing. <laughs> we're, we're, we've been I'm like trying actually, to shine light on these things. Filling. You're just like hanging like black paper up on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, whenever you figure out what the dungeon is, you'll find me over here in it. Oh, yeah. man. I have been thinking a lot this week about what we're doing, like what the dungeon mm-hmm. is. Yeah, um, let's let's yeah. do some reflection. Well, you know, is like, it worth? Is it still worth it? I mean, like I'm saying, oh it's yeah, like the, yeah, the, the, oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's absolutely worth still, it yeah. for me. It might be more worth it than it's ever been. No, yeah. I, I told you, I was just it just pops into my head. I'm like, yeah, uh, you're just like you find you you come yeah. into this that place. But you like. When we were talking earlier this week, you kind of like made me rethink the concept of coming at you from far away mm-hmm. and like the mm. moment when you realize. So like something is coming at you from far away and there's like the moment of seeing that. But then then there's like the moment when you realize it's coming for you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh. Uh, the, I think about the Zodiac scene a lot, like where they yeah. see oh. him at Lake Beria. So when they see him coming, yeah. But that, like, so there's the first like creepy moment of see- just seeing someone and being like, "Huh, a person doesn't really uh-huh. belong there." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then uh-huh. it's like that person is there for you. Uh, yeah, is that for me? Yeah. What, what, it, about, yes, it is. what about in Annihilation when she looks through the sort of portal and the and the thing looks back? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that's probably one. Is it's it really terrifying when something looks back? And that yeah. dance too that that she does with it with this thing mm-hmm. is so is what we do. You know, it's what we do. Well, with it. She's really somehow. coming at herself from far away. And the, or the way that, yeah, it's just like yeah. the, you know, and I, again, like I, you know, another thing that I always think about is Natalie's thing about the, like how you get someone to do something. It's like this circuitous way of convincing, mm-hmm. you know, your child or whatever, or yourself mm-hmm. into thinking that you're doing, you know, the right thing. And yeah. what's well, not circuitous, but the, yeah, just this alternate way of, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have myself... talked about parenting in that way sometimes. Yeah, where you're sort of mm-hmm, putting sure. like bumpers on situations or something, or even guiding. like you know, if you do, if you want to restrict something, it's almost like you just allow you know allowing it to restrict it late you know, to to build that mm. like natural. Oh, you know what's a good dungeon thing like that? Um, there's a famous basketball story about Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, where like. Because Chamberlain was like the had the, like the gaudier statistics and was like mm-hmm. the more like overtly great player or like obviously great player, but Russell always beat Chamberlain, and I fr- I think it's in Russell's biography autobiography, but I can't remember where it is. But like the idea that Russell would kind of like let Chamberlain have whatever he wanted in the first half of games, like let him get to his spots a little bit and like uh-huh. let him get some easy ones like in ways that are comfortable for him and then he would take those things away down the stretch of the game like so as as it really as things really got close and tight suddenly those things he was that Chamberlain was comfortable doing were not available to him any longer wow yeah that's mm. so interesting so that's like a parenting trick huh <laughs> I might as well try it out. I mean, 
that's such a good like that's really true i think that is sort of what that is but or, without yeah. with without the sense of like sort of like dominating your child in a sport but like yeah yeah, yeah. you know i mean like, there's no point trying to drill anything into anybody's head you know with the with it with anything right and right. even like so today this is small smallest example but ada was you know, every now and then she's like, I had a quiz and we're like, well, how'd you do? And she's like, ah, I probably didn't do too well. <laughs> you know? And Lindsay's like, Lindsay's like, well, do you, like, do you want to care? Oh, you know, and, uh, <laughs> do you want to care? Or, is the or, best or, so, or however she, and I was just like, but I was like, it's okay. I was like, I think they have it actually like a normal, <laughs> like appropriate yeah. uh, disdain for all of this. And mm-hmm. maybe I was too uptight about my own shit yeah. as a kid. So it's like, but yeah, she's I still trying. And somewhere in between, but like, well, I may, I guess the good cop, bad cop thing. It's like, it, but it's like that we embody all it, that we're both, you know, the, we're all the cops. Yeah. Yeah. We're all the cops. <laughs> <laughs> we got great exits. Uh, they're both, they're like quarter mile, uh, either direction. <laughs> That's a good spot. Wait, are you ever, are you ever Denny Fitch as a parent? Wait, wait, tell me. I, sometimes I can't. Denny, Denny, Fitch. Denny, Denny Fitch from Leaving the Earth, the Errol Morris thing, when oh. he like sort of when like he like, and I'm thinking about Denny Fitch as this sort of like archetype of like um, being on your day off and having to step in and really do some real <laughs> yeah. shit. You know what I mean? And like oh just God. being like being like dark, all right, Denny, dark Denny Fitch. Yeah, the dark fact Denny. that it was Denny Fitch's day off is something I've never even considered. That's it's incredible. all I think about. Part of my shitting on Sully is is like I like I think I said this when we talked about Sully. I was like, Sully, Sully was, was at work. work. You know, like Denny Fitch was just like trying to get home, and he's like in the middle seat, credit. like making small talk with some people, and then he's like, so "Oh, good. I gotta fucking like." pull up with all of my physical strength and like, you know, look <laughs> no, some other right, captain right, in the I am eye and be like, we're shit. all going to die. If like, the like, clock is off, I am not doing a fucking <laughs> oh, thing. It's ama- and it's amazing how like Lindsay will fill the time in a different way. Like I'm, uh, you know, it's, I, maybe it's, yeah, this is similar. It's just like the more I kind of back off from things or create, you know, just, I'm just like, eh, I'm just going to not do, <laughs> not do <laughs> a fucking thing right now. And, uh, or don't even want to. But I also noticed it's like, I guess there is there is this energy in doing something or this, you know, yeah. it's like in doing something, mm-hmm. you're not doing something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, or, <laughs> Wait, instead or not of talking being, to me. Instead of being good cop and bad cop, are are you always alternating roles of Sully and Fitch? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Who's dry? Who's who's <laughs> Sully? Who's and landing Fitch. this fucking thing? <laughs> Let me land this fucking thing. I mean, that's so great. Who's landing this thing is so good. Oh, my God. I'm so glad we went here. No, that ties in. That ties all in. I was thinking about, like, with all three movies this week, it's all these – it's like when you get to that limit, when you're put to your limit, like, what are you – what's going to – what are you – capable of like what is your limit and what's going to happen when you get to it well and in, in uh let me let me cut you off and just say one mm. movie. <laughs> um we watched wait yeah it's so funny what movies you, do we watch? What, what you just said is so funny so we watched clifford um <laughs> <laughs> from 1994 starring martin short and charles groden i thought clifford was about a big red dog so did i and I found it to be a difficult watch, a challenging watch. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to that. We watched <laughs> we watched Vertical Limit from 2000, which is a um with Bill Paxton and Chris O'Donnell and Scott uh, Glenn uh, and uh, uh, rings the bell. Robin Tunney. Ringing a bell. Yeah. No, it's Wait, coming. Scott Scott who? Gotts Glenn. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um and we watched Sydney <laughs> Lumet's 1964 masterpiece Failsafe. And that was supposed to be my beard washing pick. I know. Like I just like And honestly I, it seemed actually, like it was. It uh, it did in a, in some ways but yeah, also like it, when I was halfway through it I was a little bit like This is this feels pretty real, you yeah. know. Failsafe. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It feels like we have a worse version of failsafe. Right well, now. that's the no the way thing. more humane than or not or f not. I don't know. Like, kind. in some ways, strange love is scarier 
than yes. failsafe, but yeah. Strange yeah. Love lets you laugh. Yeah. Which I is know. like, no, I mean, failsafe which is feels just... like air. <laughs> well, failsafe is like an attempt at like sort of a version of like realism that's also sort of like a play, you know? So much of it yeah. is like just like, you know, dudes around a boardroom giving speeches and shit. You know? Well, tonally, not unlike the like TV nuclear uh, annihilation TV movies we've been so mm-hmm. fond of on this podcast. No, amazing. Yeah. With all the, oh, and all the different font changes on the um, yeah. times. And what, is that the, the timestamps? Right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those timestamps, like each one's like a little. Is that? Yeah, oh, that wait. No. Save? No, you're thinking, thinking of, of... Um, To Live and Die in LA. Uh, oh, well... fuck. There's oh, that would have been good. But in there this, are yeah, timestamps in I feel like there's like Chiron kind of shit in, yeah. in Failsafe too. Chiron uh, stuff. Chiron oh, we didn't stuff. talk about the Chiron stuff. Chiron butterfly. <laughs> oh, shit, I just ran over the... Okay. What, um, do you, what do you get down there? Ran over my cords. Oh. My wires. Well, your health check's still good. My, so I think My wires are... Okay, good. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're the wire man, good. so I'm getting we better. defer to you. Have you better. have either? Can I just ask you both a quick question? Um, yeah. Have you mm-hmm. have either of you recently had to explain from scratch what the dungeon is to anybody? Yes. Yes. Do you want to get into that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never yeah. talk about it with anyone because I'm such a. Well, I'm a little bit scared that like people at work are going to find it, but I feel in some ways that will be like a really. Great I can't believe they have. It. I, yeah. See, it's like I. No one cares well, enough. Even well, with the writing and like when I was a teacher, I was afraid that as if a poem would have done something, <laughs> some damage to me or something. Yeah. And but no, I guarantee you not. Yeah. No one ever. Nobody cares. No one yeah. ever saw it. That's the best thing about the dungeon. It's more like a sort of vault, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like oh. it's where well, I put but... a, it's where I put a lot of feelings that I can't believe are out loud and recorded. Um, Mm -hmm. my friend who i was talking who was asking me about it well okay so i've told you guys the story about like i told my own therapist about the dungeon yeah and And she was like kind of alarmed immediate (laughs) (laughs) um immediate concern but like in this instance it was like how did this come back how did it come back up you you uh, bring it up i had told this person about it before and I think she like found herself thinking about it and bringing it up in conversation, like with someone else. Mm-hmm. Ah, and, then, uh-huh. and then, but, and then, and then quite rightly was like, wait a minute, what is this? Like what, like it, cause like we keep talking about it and all these like incredibly, we've been like, we haven't been strict about <laughs> like how we we've talk about the dungeon. Yeah. 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 But it's because we're exploring, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess so. I guess okay. So like, I went back to the to the roots, uh-huh. and uh, to like the guy, the Dateline NBC episode. Oh, which, Jesus. by the way, I don't even know if this Whoa. is fucking real. Like, I can't yeah. find the Dateline. NBC I can't episode. find it either. So, um, <laughs> but what I remember is some guy had like locked people in the dungeon of his house. Well, I mean, for it years. happens all like, the time. This happens. It all happens the time. all the time. And in fact, uh, Tommy Lee Jones's character makes fun of this in No Country for Old Men. He's like, says oh, yeah. that thing about like, um, mm-hmm. the what, couple like that... digging holes in the backyard wasn't enough to get people's attention or whatever. Yeah. But like, so anyway, this guy, he had gone to prison. He got caught and then he went to prison. And in prison, he had to like meet with a therapist as part of being in prison. And they, like at for oh, years, Hold on, he would like explain the situation. And for years, he was like, I don't understand why I'm in trouble for this. Like, I was taking care of these people. I was feeding them wow. like he's it was like this huge blind spot. He could not see it. Yeah. And then through like years of therapy, he like saw he like was able to understand that he had done something wrong. And my memory of it is watching this episode mm. of Dateline with Seth Parker <laughs> and Seth being like, what's your dungeon? Like immediately being like, what's your dungeon? 
<laughs> I I remember you telling me about this at Barracuda one time. Like uh-huh. I remember like where I was when I first heard about the dungeon and how much it made me laugh so hard. Like I I laughed like the whole walk home like across the park because I just kept thinking about like how how like now I now it's tautological. I was like how dungeon it is. To, yeah, like, yeah. I remember you thinking like. The, the, saying that like you had you had the idea to have a shirt that just says what's your what's dungeon, your dungeon? But, but you didn't have enough courage to put that out in the world right. you just to didn't want it. to dangle that out there you know and like attract <laughs> oh so attract yeah I, the clanks oh, to you yeah i've worn the it was done shirt a couple times and yeah people ask. i think somebody asked me but i totally just let it slide off my duck's ass do you do you do you wear works versus grace seth oh Wait, yeah what no, that Work. works versus grace. Oh well, yeah, I, I wear my free, works versus great grace sweatshirt. Do you get into like the antinomian stuff with people? I ever? keep thinking about works versus once grace. in a blue moon. Uh-huh. I still, I, I was like, I still, I, I hope someone asks me about the works versus grace because I would not be able to explain. <laughs> I mean, you could you could talk about it in a lot of different ways, but like, I feel yeah. like it has a different meaning when both of you wear it. Like, I feel like, are you thinking of it in an antinomian way? Like, for me, it's like pure Anne Hutchinson shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm. So it's like about that interesting like idea of like a descent into lawlessness when a category fades out or something. Okay. What it is is like I have this like sort of sick, res- like a, like a problematic respect for the Puritans. for people who go too far mm-hmm. with the truth, like mm-hmm. people who can't let it go. Wow. Like zealots in some ways, is that it? But but like the ones who are like like John Brown, for example. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You always talk who, about who, John Brown, and he's who's like completely right. right. It's like yeah. you just you can't argue with him for a second. <laughs> Like absolutely right to be murdering people. Like no questions ab- about it. Like, and so I don't like I struggle with that because it's like there in Thoreau's essay about John Brown. There's that line about like he says something like when I could not sleep I wrote in the dark, and like all he had was writing. He like knew he was like John Brown's right, and John Brown was right to do these things, and all I do is write about it. Like that's all I do, mm-hmm. and he couldn't sleep. It was bothering him mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Because there was a gap between like what that kind of direct action would be and what if he you thought s- was necessary to change society. Yeah, yeah. Like if if the world is that fucked up and you're not like just like careening off a cliff trying to do something about it. Yeah. Well, this. Then what are you <clears> doing? I'm still this. Uh, I keep thinking about like this. This shutter is ridiculous. And I don't even know like the philosophy. You know, I can't even think of the it was dairy whoever the fuck was talking about but it's like that that space this this shock of this space between where i thought i was going you know where i thought mm. i was or where i think i am and where i realize i i really am you know in, mm-hmm. in certain moments in just about every category of my life and even so yeah. i mean and on the flip side like I, I remember my dad saying like when my kids are born he was like i can't imagine myself as an older person, you know, he's yeah. like, I'm always mm-hmm. a child to be always mm-hmm. a child, you know, and I, and I don't, you know, you remember your age and you say, that's not, you know, you almost, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that, that space mm. is what we, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and we, I, it's not like, we, I, I guess the dungeon is like, we can't, I guess people do get to leave the dungeon. They, and, no, and, 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 I think and, Parker, is, oh, is your dungeon about, amnesia and recollection or something uh i mean i have a i definitely worry about memory and for forgetting and or being remembered or i I guess i just mean in the larger sense of that experience that we all have and that you maybe pay attention to that experience my own own conscious like being blocked and then like coming into awareness of something again and the sort of violence of that yeah and but now, like, and it's like it's not banal, but like you now you kind of you file it away and you say, oh, that's that's the dungeon, you know? Yeah, kind of experience yeah. like these. This you kind just of say shock clank of and like, then move oh, on. Fuck, you know, I just, I was, glimpses. Not, this was not what I thought it was. Gonna, oh my you know, god! Kind of like hitting yeah. the wall, hitting into the bars. Like I didn't even see the bars were there. Yeah. yeah. And no, but it's like the whole. This is like um. This is very uh, Puritan also, or like Calvinist mm-hmm. also, but like um. 
we can't handle the complete. Oh, we're talking about so many things at the same time here, but we can't <laughs> okay. handle the complete picture. Like mm-hmm. in the Bible, Moses only sees God's back parts or, yeah. you know, like I love, yes. um, you, you, you can't like the, the whole the picture cleft. would be too much. It would fucking kill you. Like, yeah. Um, and so God sort of like, you know, manages. The, I like that. Uh, I wish that we. This is a video podcast, so we could have that as a gift. Like of like giving you, a hand you, job. You doing God's Rubik's cube? <laughs> God's invisible Rubik's cube. God's destroyer. God's destroyer. <laughs> but, but the, but like the. So there's that. I found I like when I was talking about the dungeon this week. I found myself going to this metaphor that that I, like popped into my head of like you know like when you're cooking something you like need to have it on like pretty low heat often like mm-hmm. you ke- you keep these things on on low heat so that mm-hmm. because if you have the heat all the way up you scald it and it's like destroyed mm-hmm. and so we have to like keep all these things in our life on low heat mm-hmm. but then once in a while the heat is turned up <laughs> the heat's coming around the, the corner like the heat is know, on um the heat is on and you you like that's that's another version of getting a glimpse of it, I think, of mm-hmm. like of seeing like what you're not supposed to see, maybe. You mean like in like, the in your own weeds, like you yeah, can loot yeah. the or like the spinning plates or whatever, you know, whatever you want to put it, like of yeah. uh Yeah. It, yeah. You, you see how the sausage te- is made. That, in the parlance of midsummer, your vision is unclouded. Yes. And it's terrifying. Yeah. You see Bob behind the bed. Yeah, Bob's definitely there. Um, Bob's on the mountain. Bob's yeah. in the cleft. Wait, speaking of the cleft, well, I was so should we talk about Chris? Yes. No, I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the cleft, I was. Where? How did they get? I, I think I fell asleep because it, it mm, I fell asleep mm-hmm. somewhere, and then they're and then they're st- already ca- like caved into. So they were climbing, and there's a they cave in. They go it, too far. They should turn mm-hmm. back because the weather's getting bad. We're talking okay. about failsafe okay. right now. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're, um, we're talking about vertical limit. The weather gets too bad. They should turn back. They they finally do turn back, but it's so stormy they can't see. And she like, uh, they're all clipped together with the rope. Oh, 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 oh yeah. And yeah, then yeah. and she falls into a crevasse. Oh, I like the being clipped together part. That's definitely a good. A it's nice the monkey piece. rope from Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. Oh, is yeah. there? Uh, did you at all think about? the you know the the beginning of this which was very much like cliffhanger mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. cliffhanger and also like that which i forget which and star like trek movie the star trek movie where shatner's rock climbing climbing at the beginning mm-hmm. Con, oh, yeah. is that a con uh can't remember which one he's a hoblin wrath of con hoblin con oh <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how i thought it was he said con the first time uh, um uh sorry oh no yeah, no no uh, it's okay i was just thinking about like some question that's like kind of forming about like you know the dad that's dangling and the way yeah. that he, yell, he yells at he yells at the kids to kill him yeah like, like is that a selfless act or is that a selfish act or is that like something that you do ooh, you ever relate ooh, to being the dad ooh, that's, ooh, that, that's that's like <laughs> come on dumbass kill me or, dumbass or just like bullying your kids into killing you so the that they'll feel dad. Yeah, is it, dangling dad is like a version of a bird. That's strike. really good. It is a. I don't know if how much I relate to it, but I'm always excited when, when someone in a movie is like excited to die. Like it's like yeah. the, thing things get unclouded. <laughs> they're resigned, and handing yeah, it, they're just it like to the okay. Dad. It's like all right, I can die. It like everything is clear for me to die now. Like, oh, whoa! My f- first line I wrote was "The leap that you make is rooted in loss." That's yeah, right. that's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, and everything is on the table. It's yeah, like I mean, one it, of those but like, again, like that, these, on billboards. <laughs> but again, it's, but then so also so okay. Here's the dungeon. So it's like <laughs> pass it on billboards. That's Do you know so what I'm good. talking about? No. It's like it's like compassion. Pass it on. It's like oh. the Dalai Lama, but instead, it's just, it's pass just it like on. the the what is it? The, the like the, the loss. No, no, no. In Georgia, it's like abortion is killing babies. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like signed God, sincerely God, <laughs> or oh, Jesus. I think Jesus usually signs the. 
billboards. He's the signatory. Yeah, Jesus was well known for signing billboards. <laughs> I mean, he he's the he's of Banksy. the he was of the early... follow, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. First he's, Banksy. He's, most involved in in the paperwork. <laughs> First Banksy. <laughs> oh man. Calling oh, Jesus, no, Jesus Banksy. No, Jesus would have been a really total high point. Well, Jesus would have been a total Clifford. I now that I think about it, like like a uh, Groden? Yeah. Oh no, total. like a no, no, like no, short. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. Little, Martin short, or what's yeah. his name? Clifford. It's Clifford. Whoa. Is he not? <laughs> What's his uh, name again? So can you do you have a history with Clifford? And yeah, you gotta what talk the about fuck Clifford. is happening? I don't know how this with... came how it even came came to me. Is this a I sediment that rose that up out of the No, I think it was no, like I said, it was the day before. Yeah. So <laughs> my mind had been poisoned by yeah, some algorithm. Marcus Short discourse. Marcus. Oh, Marcus. Short. Martin. Short. <laughs> Jesus, my Marcus. Brain is Mark, Marcus Aurelius Short. <laughs> oh wait, they should call Marcus Short. Marcus Aurelius Short. Is Marcus Short? Where did Marcus Short go? Who are you talking about? Wait, Marcus Smart. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite basketball player. Yeah, is named Marcus I was like, Smart. did you get That's Marcus Smart? That's why I'm doing Marcus Short. Um, he's on the Memphis. <laughs> Short. He's on the Memphis Grizzlies now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, Marcus. Anyway, talk about your back from the Marcus. Is it, Clifford. Is this, is this was a Clifford Steve is, Parker? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. I is hope so. Parker? Maybe it was. I I think I I'm, I'm sure I saw it in the '90s. Your dad definitely loves Martin Short. Yeah, this has Steve Parker have. written all yeah. over it. So I'll ask Dad. I should have asked him. The holidays coming up. If I don't ask him soon, he's going under the shroud pretty soon. <laughs> New Year. These are great New Year movies. Yeah. Too. That's true. Of returns. No. Well, what were you saying earlier that was the connection between all three of these movies? Wait, what did I say? Did I say something? <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Well, I mean, part of it was. Uh, but, Limits. I wrote. I mean, I was writing about mm, like limits. That's what you were talking about. Uh, borders, bo- boring. But uh, well, oh wait, the vertical limit thing is interesting because I found this time because we were going to talk about the movie on the podcast, and I've seen it before. I was thinking as I was watching it, what is it? What is the vertical limit? Like, what is the is limit? This like the is this like the bends? But this. What is this movie talking about? And it, the way Scott Glenn's character presents the the concept of the vertical limit is kind of like the Benz. He's like, Pulmonary. I, I wish I could do his voice so bad. Oh. I was ju- I was just about to like I like I love him so much. I want to be able to slip into the voice. Anyway, mm-hmm. he was, was like, "You're at twenty four thousand feet. Yes, you're at the vertical limit." Like you can't. You should have known. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah. You're you're dying. He goes. You're, oh no... yeah, you're already dead. Or like. Oh, you're already dead. Yeah, or you're already dying. Yeah. Um, but like. About... No, go ahead. No, I think about Glenn, in carpool yeah. line actually earlier this week, and who, carpool who among <laughs> us. Yeah, and. Just what percentage thing... of the people in your carpool line do you think were thinking we're, we're about thinking Scott at Glenn the same and... time about Scott Glenn? Um, but there's something about his shtick that's so weird and it's amazing and like that he carries this it's not like the Carradine thing but it's like uh, oh it's it's like a Carradine it's Carradine adjacent Mm, Carradine adjacent for sure he the way he shaves he cuts his beard off in vertical (laughs) limit is so similar to the way he screws on the silencer in Night of the Running Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, these movies all really like to linger on Scott Glenn doing something for Does a little too long. Does he do anything with a periscope ever? In, um, Dude, in, you are getting into a Glenn. In, is, it that, is it Crimson Tide? No, it's, he's it's uh, Hunt for Red October. The closest... I mean, he gets Whoa. like... Um, when he's sending the Morse code and he makes the joke about his Morse code being rusty, mm-hmm. like that scene, he's kind of in it for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We like to see Scott Glenn do things. Hanging, we really do. 
Yeah, hanging on Glenn. Glenn hanging on K2. We are K2. We're K2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. The most difficult climb. It, um, they, they frame it as the most difficult climb. I don't know if that's true. Is it more difficult than Everest? It did look amazing. Were they, they must have really been up on a mountain somewhere. <laughs> they were, I'm sure they were on a mountain. But it seemed like it was before. It just didn't seem like. I mean, I know there's computer shit in there. Mm-hmm. But there was some good mountain looks. Yeah. I yeah. Kinda got, I, it's a great. It's. Um, you know, there's if a movie is set on a mountain, it's going to be pretty good. Like you're going to have yeah. stuff to look at at least. Yeah, it's Cliff Hard. Cliff <laughs> <laughs> Hard. What else you got? Yeah, that's the only one I thought of this week. Go through your Rolodex there. <laughs> Every week it's a surprise. Empty the and a notebook. Delight. Yeah, yeah. No, but I had said it's like a revolver (laughs) clicking right now. You're just like, no, it's exactly that's the best metaphor for this week. This last couple weeks, farging ice holes that do connect back. It does connect back to some Johnny Uh dangerously too. Whoa, farging Mm -hmm. ice holes. There's some farging ice holes in this one, but no. So what I yeah, I I found the note. It's just the same with what I said, basically. What are we capable of beyond our limits? What mm-hmm. gets us What gets us into the crevasse and mm-hmm. what hauls us out of it? Wow. Yeah. What gets you into the crevasse? What's your crevasse? What gets well, you into it? And mm-hmm. what hauls your ass out of it? So for Chris O'Donnell's character, it is Oof. guilt and love. Oh wow! They've all got crevasses. Yeah, you're right. They all have their Tren- own trenches. O'Donnell is pretty dungeon this one, right? Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. for sure. But, What's her name? Uh, Robin Tunney. Tunney, who you mean? From the, the craft. Sister? She's in yeah. the craft. She's in Empire Records. Mm. Oh yes, yeah. so we need <clears throat> to watch Empire Records so bad. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So you know, there's going to be something, some yeah, some struggle if she's in there. She always had a little mm-hmm. ed- edge to her. Actually, in this movie, she, um, you th- like it seems for a while like where the movie's going is like her being too reckless, and it kind of is that, but really, it's like her reasons are okay. Yeah. No. And and she kind of keeps together pretty good. Mm-hmm. You ever get edema? <laughs> I, I had, wait, probably. when I had my accident, they said, uh, like, swelling of the brain, but that's, is that yeah. different? Yeah. That's so it's edema, pulmonary edema swelling of a, of a lung, or it's a, or, I don't really wait, know. they're drowning, they're Doing some drowning in the is lung? it something about like the water content? Like it is some sort of swelling, it or it's like blood. Like it's like blood pressure. Edema, edema is the medical term for swelling. Uh-huh. Okay, so swelling of the lungs from some pressure, hmm. or some. But uh, yeah, it's no fun. No, I don't recommend it. The doc. I told that? you the doctor said in my forties that I would start to like have uh memory issues or whatever and i was just really like, okay yeah i remember being i, I remember thinking about it mo- the most when i was like walking to bouse's apartment hmm. like downtown northampton where what street was that what was this little woodbine. Side street woodbine the one with the house or the one with the, the one like- where you were in the brown and you're up on like the third and oh, with was the that- big mm-hmm. uh the big loft with juliet yeah, yeah yeah that that big space the big loft the- yeah Walking over there thinking about like, oh, the doctor, I had just gotten some physical like back in Georgia and like flown back, must have gotten back to school or whatever, mm-hmm. going to see Eric. And I was like, oh, yeah, the doctor was like, oh, in your 40s, you'll be and he's like, but yeah, that's so far from now. Like, you won't even have to worry. About it. <laughs> that's so dunge to be yeah, like, that's like, so it far. Was, from it was now. like, well, oh, he goes, oh, you had like a severe head injury thing. Well, he goes, usually like that'll present itself later, like as, you know, issues in your 40s or 50s. But I mean. No, we're fine. We're fine. We're all. We're all. You look good. great. 
Mm-hmm. We all swell up. We all. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh, so I was reading this article about this guy trying to live forever, and it's just like you know, it's incredible that we have made it this far. I can't even what imagine was he doing the gall. To try to live the for- gall. Uh, working on his like uh, uh, oxygen, uh, what's it mm-hmm. called? Ox- uh, just the, his whole lung capacity, oxygen exercise. Working thing. on his whole lung. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, definitely dietary stuff, like eating the, the simplest things you could imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, going to sleep like before 8.30 p.m., never doing anything in the evening. So ruining his own life. Absolutely ruin. That's why I said, did, did depression write this article? Because it was just like, this guy <laughs> and he, said he takes, takes like 100 pills of like supplements. He just sounds like every asshole in the, it, that would walk into the food co-op I worked in, but who would yeah. die at 62, you know? Well, yeah, it's just this gall of, uh, yeah, I guess, the the, you know, maybe so. So that's interesting. I mean, like, so the space between my expectation of what things are going to be, it, that's why I tell Lindsay, like, when shit actually happens that I said was going to happen, you know, it's just like when there is mm-hmm. no space between what I'm imagining mm-hmm. and what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I told you what was going to, you know, it just, it just hits the, it's just, everything is right there. That's mm-hmm. when I lose my fucking mind because I'm just like, there, there is no even imaginative space of, of your, your dungeon your is like reality. Your dungeon is being right. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, because I don't want, I don't even want to be like I. I throw these things out. It's a, you know, you're throwing out fatalist shit uh, to to prepare for it in your life, and then like when the when the some what you think is you know horrendous thing happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like that. There was no, there's no space left uh, in it's, the in the cage. It's I like the to kid. think it's because you're sort of prophetic as a human being in the present, yeah. Yeah. you know, <laughs> and that like your way of being in the world is to like split reality. Like it's like to create a crevice in reality, you know, but it's like, and then, and in any movie, it's like, well, if you know what they, you tell them what's coming, this Cassandra thing, it's, it's it, there's no preventing yeah, the yeah. thing from happening anyway, you know, it, it wouldn't matter. And I could have, I could have shouted even louder, you know, that, you'd, you know, you are kind happen. of remarkably clear eyed sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. I, I think Eric's right about this prophetic thing, because you like you do have a way of quickly coming up with language that immediately describes something. Mm-hmm. It's a kind yeah, of eminence in language that's really effortless. And it feels like it's just like an outgrowth of you in this like natural way that mm-hmm. you're sort of guiding, but it's, it's a thing. Like it's one of the things that like, when I like listen to the dungeon, when I'm falling asleep every once in a while, I'll just wake up and be like, good one, Seth Parker. Like yeah. you'll just like nail some shit <laughs> from far away. And it's yeah. usually like working backwards from something that you surprise yourself saying, mm, and then it yeah. takes mm-hmm, us a while. Mm-hmm. And then we feel that's the, the thing. Like, you sneak up on yourself a little bit. You do. Yeah. Now in, in my, like we like we said this before, but like my, po- it was, if when you were writing, it was always about being how coming up with ways that you could sneak up on your yeah. own yeah, yeah. self mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. while you're writing, surprise your own uh, self 100%. with what you had written, and yeah, that having that uh, allowing that luxurious space that might. How get. do you create the space to be able to sneak up on yourself that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. to tell that's yourself an, that's poetic. to tell yourself the things you need to hear. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah. people who have like. Um, Uh, This is maybe a dumb thing to say, but I think like people who have a very sort of like linear developmental sense of like literary traditions are often the worst fucking writers because Mm -hmm. like or if you sort of like think about it in that way, I think you can become an interesting writer by doing that. But I think it's kind of against the the gravity of like just uh, like attuning yourself to collisions and working backwards from that. Or maybe Mm -hmm. that's just like Mm -hmm. that I'm projecting like my sort of like limited way of perceiving things on like other people as some sort of fault or something. But it's the, the more familiar mm-hmm. thing that I trust is about like um, poetry being something that is like about these like jagged resonances rather than like, like I really distrust like English department developmental period kind of ways of thinking about mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Like, I think that that stuff is like super bullshit, like for about 30 different reasons. But like, I think just mostly because it, it it's like it creates this sort of like false wall for you to scale or something. Mm-hmm. It um, sucks all the it like it husks it, it like husks it. It like 
well it turns it into like a it, it, it like a room in in a building it turns it into yeah. a brown mall you know like it turns it into the unimaginative architecture of like the long corridor that leads to the bathroom of the most depressing brown mall you know the like, thing that's... is i do like being in the brown mall sometimes mm-hmm. i like being in the brown mall too <clears throat> but i don't like the brown mall being the limit of my experience of something yeah that's fair you know <laughs> yeah, like you fair. you can go to the brown mall and you can eat at olive garden and then you can leave but like yeah. But, but like you, the, do, yeah. you don't want your entirety to be like, and I think that that was my experience of Indiana was like a state being a brown mall. Yeah. You know? um, mm. I've been digging deep into my Indiana feelings. A lately, brown mall so. state of that. mind. You have been. Oh yeah. yeah wait, we were going to talk about failsafe, and I feel like you were going to talk about. Oh yeah. Your, da- your dad. Mm, getting into Gary Bouse. Yeah. Walking through the cornfields with young Gary Bouse, growing yeah. up on a farm, feeling lonesome. Did he um, what? Did he watch Failsafe in 1964? You think? He mentioned it because well, well, he was he was in the Air Force then, and he so he was in the Air Force during the Cuban Missile Crisis. He gave me this sheet of paper when I had a stroke that like I was just like I was just interested in like hearing things in his own language. So like I recorded him talking about like his sort of like like you know sort of like before and after like his wow. experiences in Vietnam and stuff. And so um. One of the things that uh, I, I always really appreciated was it's it's this like like the Cold War mannerisms of someone mm-hmm. where it's like there's a lot of emotion or not a lot of emotion, but just the way that emotional language sort of tinges really objective seeming language and like all the acronyms and like the acronym shit is so, like I, it's my ASMR, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, it, I, and I think it is because like yeah. my dad never like talks like departmental about stuff. Things you mean that, like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, just like, you know, when he gave me this this sheet of paper, it was just like, you know, it was a timeline. And like, it was like, you know, part of it was like, went on R&R, mostly hunted and fished. JFK assassinated. We went on uh, like red alert for like, you know, 14 days, blah, blah, blah. Like Cuban Missile Crisis. Like the, just the scale of things went from like world apocalypse to like, he had a great time alone hunting in the woods, you know, and like, oh, man. Um, and I've never yeah. known him to hunt, you know. So it's like there's all these past selves kind of buried in this document that I yeah. like, I never really got to like mm. see of him. Yeah. And I was really interested in this when he was visiting me after I had a stroke because I was interested in like kind of what was going to be lost and what was going to be remembered. And I, I was just interested in memory as a sort of like yeah. um, soothing thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, a lot of like my dad. uh would talk about the media that he would talk about would be things like failsafe, but, um, or like, you know, his favorite movie is, uh, Jeremiah Johnson, which I've of never course. seen. Of course it <gasps> is. And, um, so I wanted to watch that at some point, but like, you know, I want to watch it too. And I've never seen it either. Oh, wow. I yeah. So like he, um, some of it is like, um, like, like a kind of cold war affect, but like, you know, he told me some really interesting fragments that like like he was in a he was in Alaska during an earthquake during a demolition derby and Whoa. he just said it was crazy, you know, like just nobody knew like they he just thought that like some truck had like ripped up the earth or something. He was just like, What am I about to see? Is this like our trans like this was before Transformers, but it would just be like you're it was watching his this, dinosaur world. And it's it, and then like you know, like a fucking El Camino turns into Optimus Prime when you're on R and R, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um and then he told me the story of his nickname, which I loved. Like I like What's so his, his nickname nic- his nickname in the service was Boomus. And um Boomus? Yeah, yeah. Cause they were someplace, I think they were in, in Turkey or Japan. And they the they fuck? they got their they got their um sort of like, you know, military dress or whatever cleaned and uh the guy the guy looked at my dad's name and like he was there with all of the people like in his whatever the group he was in like he was at, like a, in the air force he mostly did like sort of communications on like fighter planes and shit mm-hmm. so like um so he was with these other sort of like engineer kind of dudes you know and uh the 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 guy w- just like looked at the thing and said like boomus and then he's just like and then it was over i was just boomus for the rest of like my time in the military you know and he's like but and that's not so bad but as far as like nicknames go you know yeah. and and um 
I could tell that he was really, he was known for being able to kind of, um, he was not a maverick in the sense that we would think of as like a sort of Seagal kind of maverick, but Mm. he was like a, he he would like twiddle the knobs in a way where like, he was known for tweaking the comms on the the F one hundred so that they could go a little bit further but still be in contact. Whoa. So like that's the kind of shit that like he was just like so he was like a like a he's kind of technician like yeah. but was really but on like the knobs. I, I, I felt like just like he's a fader writer, you know? Like yeah. of course he is, you know? And so like I realized that so many of those things that are like separated that I, that I had never been told like it's almost like they're this biological unfolding. Like in my forties, I became yeah. interested in plants in a different way or whatever, oh, you know, wow. or like, you know, you just, and, and like, I think some of it is like, I mean, it sounds dumb, but it's like the epigenetics of being like from farmers and teachers and from sort of yep. people who, if they were in the military, they were like in a certain version of the military that was about like, Mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like sort of like officer shit and it wasn't like my uncles who were like in the infantry or whatever you know and got shot at but like yeah. there was a sense of mortality and a sense of like what uh like how you would have to like a kind of understatement of this is generational but like an understatement of danger at, yeah in it in, in you know, it's like yeah. when you listen to say like um, like NASA talk to pilots or whatever. Like if you listen to like you know the moon landing and stuff gets fucked up for a while, those dudes don't break a sweat. You yeah. know, like they're just like blah 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 acronym acronym try this try that. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's something kind of like soothing that I don't think he communicated to me like that directly, but I think that was part of his affect that I saw as a kid growing yep. up. You know. And so yeah, it's baked I, in. Just to that environment, to that Yeah, yeah. It must have come at me, like, not, like, indirectly or something. Mm. Yeah, it's just like Mm. dad's milieu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dad's milieu is for real, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I definitely uh, started uh, thinking about that stuff. And so my impulse to watch Failsafe was maybe more about dad stuff or something. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, like... Uh, you know, because I was really, really stressed out and having a hard time like eating and sleeping and stuff like a week or two ago. Right. And I think that I went to like, I, I'm just like realizing this now, but it is sort of like this, this sense of like a weird um, vocabulary and timbre of comfort or something, you know, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the la- like that Cold War language is such a weird Cold War yeah. language of precision and intimacy camaraderie yeah. and like ethics or yeah, something. that care and ethics and and intimacy like you said were like it's starting to feel so foreign to me i'm starting to get too cynical and it's like it hurts mm-hmm. to to know that failsafe is a perfect film but then to also like question that it could never happen you know the question yeah. that, to question its own reality that mm-hmm. it's like yeah. so rooted in mm-hmm. yeah no it was like, scary thinking about like yeah, just think thinking about and again that or that wow no yeah, that's like goes against it. I was saying like that imaginative distance here is like so broad, but it's not fun. Like it it it's like where that kind of yeah real realize that we're just so fucked. It feels like it. I mean, it feels like it, I know you say that you say we're all fucked like across the globe, but like it feels like this country. And I know I've been saying this for like multiple years at this point. I it mean, I don't so think fucked. we're like not fucked, but I just think <laughs> this feels so know. fucked. Not that there's anything, but I mean, were you jealous of the president that they get? Yes, of yeah, course. That's what yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, is it, it Henry like, Fonda? Is that yeah. who that is? Yeah, I yeah, want Henry. Just like a reasonable. He's like, like, oh, here's my wife. Take my wife, please. Can, oh <laughs> my god, dude! Can what? you imagine though, like, <laughs> like um, what is it? It's like. It's like it's like almost it's alarming how logical it is to do this illogical thing. Like he, mm-hmm. the solution he comes up with in failsafe is like in is in certain mm. ways like profoundly illogical. Mm-hmm. But it's also like to you match, have it out. 
You have to with, be able to uh, think in those terms. How do you match the how do you match the unimaginable? How do you find the right like harmonics of illogic? How do you to, weigh like, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then he said, or unless and oh, he says, well, unless the offer in and of itself is mm, enough, he tries. Yeah, to, yeah, and he goes, would in you were you in my position? But I, like that, that, there's this mutual respect and balance. Yeah. like that. Just yeah, you just start to feel like yeah, that was just balance that they could depend on that just feels so ten you know that's like does it even does this balance exist then again it's uh, but, a movie i yeah. mean no i it's know not, it's not like it's, we're watching like so, live footage of no, it's so amazing or something. no i'm just yeah it's just so amazing that i guess the same year was strange love yeah and that you could have yeah that this is showing you kind of the full feeling yeah. on it yeah so what did these movies come out and then people like took a break? So this is what I mean about the hot burner thing. It's like in 1964, for whatever reason, the burner was really hot on like nuclear paranoia. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. I guess yeah. proximity to Cuban Missile Crisis, all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then the the then we go back to like a simmer. You know, there's like mm-hmm. a a simmer for a while. But then in the in like 1984. There's this like, those we watched these like three movies for this podcast mm-hmm. that all came mm-hmm. out within like two years of each other. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Like, and I think you could you can compare that kind of like uh, rise and fall of intensity in a particular discourse to like something you're anxious about in your own life and the way it will yeah. like reach a fever pitch like the burner will get so hot and and then it like burns itself out you just can't sustain it like it's not like you stop worrying about the thing you just literally can't sustain the energy of worrying about it that much and it goes away for a while and then it comes back like i don't know i wish i could fucking understand it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well we're not even built to we're not even yeah, you can't take it, you know, for that much. You know, you have to. Yeah, isn't that strange though? It's like um, you reach like your you lim- your you vertical. Don't, you limit. don't want to be thinking about it in the first place, and then, like, unbeknownst to yourself, you are able to stop thinking about it, kind of, simply because it you thought about it too much or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like I don't know exhaust- why you've exhausted a certain amount of like. Like yeah, yeah. Curiosity of your own curiosity, or or maybe it's maybe it's closer to like a little baby who like screams himself to sleep, you know, or like if if you're in too fast, too furious, and you run out of nos, drifting into your own, drifting into your own, <laughs> like you hit the nos too quick. Yeah, and you you're hit just the, out it's when nos. you hit the oh, nos yeah, too early. <laughs> I'll be your fill-in when you are blue. So you can fool me some more I know you'll hike it Someday you'll pack Then you'll be leaving my door But I kinda like it Taking you back So you can fool me some more I only look for roses When in season Ah, but you're rose that comes and goes without a reason. I make my mind up, I'm just a fool. Someday I'll even the score. Only to wind up breaking the rule so you can fool me some Okay, if we go off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
Did I cut it off too early? No, I feel re- just relaxed with you guys. Mm. Like we've done this. Mm. Like we've done this 147 <laughs> times. Well, I'm, at, at this How point, many? I'm I, I'm feeling relaxed because I like had a root canal yesterday and I have a cold now and I just walked. I can't believe that was rain. only yesterday. How are you feeling with your root canal? It's fine. I mean, uh, it. I've had so much shit happen in my mouth that like it's funny whenever I go. Is it from grinding there, or is this like this? It's from it's grinding. Like, it's from clenching for like uh-huh. thirty years without realizing that that was destroying <laughs> like my teeth. So I just kept like brushing the shit out of my teeth and flossing the shit out of my teeth, like you know, like a puritan turning them into dust. <laughs> and then, you know, I realized that like so many of the things that are like sort of, you know, like migraine stuff and other stuff uh, is just like that. Clenched. I just clench the shit out of my teeth. And um, I'm doing it less now, but like I think that I just realized that like you know a lot of the, a lot of the two stuff was like you know it wasn't nutrition, it wasn't anything mm-hmm. else. I was just clenching the shit out of my teeth. And, do you have um, a night guard? I do, I do, yeah. But it's like now I'm at the point where it's like I like I'm missing a molar on my right side that was like a root canal that like failed eventually, and then they just pulled it out. So I have like a missing tooth, but like yeah. Um, and then now on the other side, I, ha- I have like this root canal that I got yesterday. So anyway, like I, I, like when I walk in there, they're always like, like, ooh, root canal. And I'm just like, try me, motherfucker. Like I have like nothing left in my head that's real bone, you know? So like a lot of it's like just me calming them down, being like, just fucking do what you have to do. Like it's fine, yeah. you know? But the 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 uh, dentist that I went to was a specialist and he... he um, was it Lawrence Olivier? No, but he Whoa. was from Missi- he was from Mississippi. He was like a younger <laughs> guy, and so he had like an Andrew has been watching um, Friday Night Lights, and so uh-huh. like he looked like Jason Street and sounded oh like so, so like he he was just like you know like like yeah I'm the last person that like uh, you know was trained on how to put pins into a molar you know like he and I was just like oh let me just like bask in the waterfall of this for a hundred years while yeah. he just like puts needles into Pin my jaw and um beautiful so yeah there was there was that but that that feels fine i went in i went in this morning and fucking talked about how for the 30th time and um that was like uh, that was interesting to me <laughs> and um and then i came home and i walk in and andrew's immediately like i'm sick and then i uh, and then i was like oh yeah like this sort of like thing i've had in in my like knows for like a couple of days it's like that's definitely a cold that's not like shit in the air mm. um, but uh anyway i i wanted to uh i wanted to go get some soil at the hardware store so i like <laughs> put, i put on uh i put on some headphones and um instead of um they gave me like the craziest narcotics that i'm like never gonna take you know yeah, yeah. and so i just like took some lemon skunk weed tincture and just got super <laughs> high and like got so Went to high the store well i guess part of the circuitous nature of this story is due to lemon skunk but it's <laughs> like i was upstairs for a while like sort of couch locked in bed thinking about warming up french fries for two hours and unable to do so <laughs> And then um, Andrea took one for the team and got off of the sick couch and like like warmed up some fries and wow. angelically delivered them to me. And then I was I was strong enough to to walk in the rain to the Ace Hardware to buy some potting soil uh, to because uh, wow. I, I took uh, I made two two weed clones today. Do you check uh, like the pH? Do you have to like check all the chem you the chemistry of your, of your it's dirt? like growing a house plant. This is you just this is what John in Fogarty there. was talking about when he said keep on chugling. Yeah, we're chugling right now. <laughs> yeah, this is I, like, Eric Eric chugled today. <laughs> you yeah, definitely I, chugled. I just realized, that, and then and then Phil <laughs> Phil came by. We do a farm share with him, you know, like with yeah. his farm. And uh, Andrew texted him and was like, well, "You're sick. Like, just sort of give ours to somebody else." And instead, he like dropped it by, and so Aww. that was cool. So we got like really good produce that like Phil grew, you know. Ooh. And um and I I had potted up a a, a a a like a weed plant that I put in a really deep bucket. And uh, Phil's farm is on a uh, is on a converted weed farm. So it's but right, he's not right. growing weed. He's just growing like vegetables and stuff. Uh-huh. And like, so like I just gave him like a weed plant, like 
that was like in pretty good shape. And I think he's just going to throw it outside and see what happens. But anyway, I, so I took some cuttings off of it to like, anyway, like I have it, like Mike Walsh grew like two really beautiful apple fritter plants that are like one of the beach boys. Who's Mike Walsh. (laughs) (laughs) He is a little bit like a beach boy in a way. He's he's beach boy. He looks good on the beach. I'll give him that. Ooh, I'll definitely give him that. Hell yeah. Um, Little rampage. He's a poet. He's a poet, yeah. Poet. Uh, I I'm really in, impressed by his fashion. It's sort of like a low key Bond villain, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's really oh, like wow. it's like a really like nicely fitting sort of like bomber jacket or something. Or maybe I just don't know the language for like a nice. No, I've never jacket. really seen many double. Yeah, like that's a total blind spot for me. Or he's a fucking double O eight. What yeah. would your double O number be? Who me? Yeah. Oh, 420. <laughs> oh, that's our phone number. Nine, so I, I love giving our phone number out at, at work. So I can send seven out nine, seven, seven, Oh, four, twenty. Do you think that that's that, that when you got busted, that it was because of that, that they yeah. were just like looking in the phone they, book? They were just like, look at all of these. Just Georgia cops kicking on doors for having like 420 in there. Everything, yeah. everything is pointing. That's like probable cause in Marietta is yeah. like, <laughs> is like a sort of no, like numerology. Like a cop had a dream that there was weed someplace. So they kick I know, in your door just and fuck with your stash. You know how, Bess, you know how you were talking about like, as you get older, you're like unfolding. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, it made me think, Melville said something very similar once about like, uh, in one of unfolding. his letters, in one of his letters to Hawthorne, he said that this has always struck me as so weird, but you've given me a new way of thinking about it. He like, he says that until he was 25, he had no development at all. And then he's That's... like, from my, from my 25th year, I date my life. Mm-hmm. Three weeks have scarcely passed at any time between then and now that I have not unfolded within myself. But I feel now that I am come to the inmost leaf of the bulb, and that shortly, shortly the flower must fall to the mold. Oh shit! Whoa. I'm not yeah. quite there, but I'm like, <laughs> I I'm I'm a good decade away from the mold, I think. But <laughs> but I definitely relate to that in that feeling of like, I mean, that's what certain kinds of like, like becoming way more healthy like in the last six months that shit is crazy that same is like, dude it's like the craziest drug ever because yes. it's like it's like like mm. reality is different now i'm like yes. oh like and and i'm out of the stage where like now i realize that like every memory that i have for the last 30 years involved on some some subconscious level like a pain in my lower right side that's yes. gone you know and huh. so it's like and so i i think i went through the period of being like oh, well, that's weird and kind of troubling or whatever. And mm. to just like, I guess that's some shit that happened. You know, like my, my, I can feel my relationship in the last couple of weeks changing. I can feel like when I had like a shitty week, like last week, like I like I, I like lost maybe like five or six pounds and then just bounced back like a healthy person. Like, so yeah. it's like, it's confusing to be suddenly healthy at 48 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you, you like do you, do you have something similar like that you were I am saying? going through something similar but it, I have like it for me it comes with all these feelings of regret about like it's like time gets away from you stuff mm-hmm. like like what mm-hmm. was I doing all this time like why didn't I I don't know like being able to like being able to go for a run for example mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. having not been able to do that basically without pain for like mm-hmm you know, since I was a child, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and what, what was the pain? What was the, what's the difference? Like, just that, I mean, it's not and like a little skin. You look, I mean, your shirt's hanging off you a little bit <laughs> over there. <laughs> it's not even that. It's like, I don't know something. I just like, it, couldn't, I couldn't run without like, without like severe pain in my legs. And I always mm. just was like, Oh, it's probably the wrong shoes or like, I need yeah, to yeah. stress. Do you so think it's the sleep ovation? <gasps> no, well, uh, no, I, I think that's probably not hurting, but it's uh-huh. definitely, it's definitely like eating more healthy food and, yeah, yeah. Um, and like losing a few pounds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It seems great. Like, Y'all look great. Y'all look great. We're, 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 well, 
We're a well, wellness podcast. <laughs> no, I mean it's like I'm I'm actually like angry. I like every time I like do something and I feel good, I'm like mm-hmm. fuck this. It's because I actually don't want to be living this way. Like I want to go. I want to uh, go back to like eating yeah. garbage and like drinking a lot of alcohol and like. Mm-hmm. So it's like frustrating to me that it actually oh, wait, does wait, wait. something. So, but you said you were gonna for a certain. I mean, you're like I have to stick to it. It's all or nothing with you. I mean, if you you're like no, I have no, to do this no. for a, well, the, are you gonna the give yourself food. like a are you gonna give yourself a a, a cheat day or a reward? Because uh, I think what even people no. like Method Man, Method Man has his cheat days when he's no, when he's I'm, I'm gonna into, try to just like not be out of control. That's probably good. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I would probably have to be know. an all or nothing. We'll see. Situation. I mean. I, I had a beer the other. I'm I'm like going oh, okay. back to like okay. adding adding stuff in. I'm just like, but I'm not gonna like do this like. Oh, it's like Saturday, so I get to like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I you don't have like, to play Trivial Pursuit with yourself to drink yeah, a beer. Yeah. You can just like drink whenever. I'm once trying in a while. to like just get to a point where I'm where it becomes like as thoughtless as what I was doing before. But it mm-hmm. is like I'm like, why am I doing that? You know, and and I'm like so, and I'm like so now I'm doing this because I just have been doing this. I've been. I've yeah, been yeah. coming home and having several drinks and getting started. Yeah, I wanted to know why I was doing these things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't really know. I mean, I do. I d- it's And with me, like, it, the dungeon is Not real, drinking like, is boring. Well, and... <laughs> but another, another pass it on billboard. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, with uh, reading... Oh, readings was where maybe... That was one of the first times oh, I was man. just like, okay, you ha- I ha- this is something that... Yeah, you yeah. can do you do I mean giving a reading or, or just yeah or with, just like even standing yeah, a reading maybe uh, probably both uh, even like, being able de- to like, definitely giving a reading yeah giving a reading socializing like, people yeah. i have to and but then like once you figure that part out i was like oh okay and yeah that's such a crutch for mm-hmm. me but me too obviously I'm, but i get so much joy out of it Mm-hmm. Like that's what mm-hmm. I. One of the things I've learned. So they the say you can't two. like you know you can't underestimate the value of joy in your I know. longevity. Can't overestimate it though either. Whisper the wind, rainbow light, soaring like an eagle's flight, beckoning on, call of their song to touch the wind and change the rain today with nature playing golden sunlight warms the family inviting meadows offer all the many blessings of today greener than green Bluer than blue, colors of the world so new. A family's eyes fill with surprise to touch the wind and chase the rain today. This is their land. All that's in view, living in a world so new. They learn that love can rise up above to touch the wind and chase the rain today. Whisper the wind, rainbow light, soaring 